Well, good morning, my friends. Welcome back to another Mutual Aid episode of the Professional Volunteer Podcast. Thanks for joining me. It is Friday morning, and as always on a Friday morning, I'm on the go as I'm recording. Topic for today is it's your job. And specifically, it's your job to get out of bed. So I'm not sure how all of you operate when it comes to dispatch. I'm sure it's uh, very similar everywhere um, and doesn't deviate too much. But when it comes to uh, oops, how, how, how we're dispatched in, in our part of the world here, um, we get a, a pager activation with a voice message and we get a text page. Um, a lot of us utilize I am responding, okay? Um, I know there's other services out there, services like um, uh, Rover, um, uh, what's the other big one? Um, E-Dispatches, I know there's another one that's very similar to I am responding. Slipping my mind right now, unimportant, doesn't matter what brand of software you're using, but a lot of us use uh, an accountability software or response software that we can pick up our phones and take a look and see who's going to the call. So call comes in, right? And we all have those calls. Two o'clock in the morning, pager goes off, AFA, activated fire alarm. We've been there before. We know the address. We know it's probably bullshit. We don't feel like getting out of bed, Okay. And there's a choice you're going to make at that point in time. And that choice is you either get out of bed and respond to the call or you hit the reset button on the pager and you go back to sleep. Now, listen, I'm not saying that every volunteer firefighter has to respond to every call 100% of the time. But for those of you that wake up right? The alarm wakes you up. You look at your phone at whatever software you're using and you see that your department is shorthanded and you still make the conscious choice to go back to bed. That's the wrong decision, right? Me personally, I feel that that's the wrong decision. Now, I'm not saying there aren't times that I don't go back to bed, but I can honestly tell you that when I roll over, look at the look at my phone and see that we're shorthanded or there's not another officer responding, I feel personally responsible to get my ass out of bed and respond to that call. And I'll tell you why. Number one, it's our job. That simple. It's our job to respond. Okay, you want to talk career volunteer and compare the two, right? A career firefighter can't sleep through the call. Sure, they're getting paid to be there. I know. Okay, that's 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 their job, but they can't sleep through the call. Right? And if we want to compare ourselves to career firefighters, we shouldn't be sleeping through the call. Okay, that's number one. Okay, number two, if you're in a leadership position. 
And, and here's where it really irks me. If you're in a leadership position, you signed up to take the next level of responsibility in your organization. I don't care if you're a lieutenant, a captain, an assistant chief, or the chief of the organization. You signed up to take the next level of responsibility in your organization. It is absolutely 100% your job to get up and respond to that call when you see that nobody else is. Think about that for a minute. Absolutely 100% your job to get up and respond to that call. You signed on for that responsibility, all right? Unless you were partying that night and you were drinking, obviously then you don't go, right? Because hopefully we all have zero tolerance policies by now, all right? If you're on medication, you shouldn't be going, right? If you've been drinking, you shouldn't be going, okay? Those are the obvious things. But if you're just not going just because you don't feel like it or your beauty sleep is more important, all right, think about your priorities, especially if you're in a leadership position. Now, here's where it really irks me personally, what, what drives me sometimes to get up when I absolutely don't want to get up and go. This is how it works in our area, okay? Taser goes off. XYZ Fire Department responded on my fire alarm at 52 Liberty Street, okay? A couple minutes goes by. Uh, I'm sorry, the text page goes out, all right? You start seeing names pop up on your responding software, hopefully, okay? A couple minutes goes by, 911 pages is out a second time, right? Back up set. XYZ Fire Department, respond to a call, 52 Liberty Street, right? Now, a couple more minutes go by. And this is, you know, in the middle of the night, this is a time where somebody probably had the chance to wake up, um, reset the pager, look at the, look at their I'm responding or whatever app they're using, all right? Maybe even get up, go to the bathroom, take a leak, get back in bed and decide, oh, you know, I'm either going or I'm going back to sleep. Here's, here's where it gets me. I know personally that after that second tone goes out, after that second tone, there is a determined amount of time before the 911 dispatcher is going to be calling for, to check to see if any units are responding. Okay. Even, even though they can see, or I'm responding up to 911 center. Okay. That's not a hundred percent guarantee, right? Because some people don't tap it, although my department is, is great with using it. But, you know, all departments are not the same. Okay. Um, there's a determined amount of time where they're going to start saying 911 to any department XYZ chief or apparatus. Right. 911 any department XYZ chief or apparatus. Okay. If nobody answers that tone, so basically that means there's no chief on the air, there's no officer on the air, there's no apparatus on the air, nobody's gotten to the station and said that, you know, we are, uh, we are assembling, okay? None of that has happened. If they don't get an answer within a predetermined amount of time, they are now going to resound the department, okay? Once that resound happens, then a determined amount of time goes by, and they're either going to go to a second alarm or they're going to, or they're going to tone out the next closest company, 
right? And more than likely, they're going to turn out the next closest company for a call in your fire district. To me, as a leader that takes extreme pride in his organization and the people of the organization and the fact that we crew 99.9% of the time, that drives me to get up. I don't even want to hear that resound. All right, if I'm not in my truck yet, prior to them saying, you know, 911 to any XYZ fire department chief or apparatus, I'm running to get there before they start making that call. Right? I don't I don't know why. Okay, I don't know why it irks me so. <laughs> irks me so. But for me personally, all right, if we go to a resound, that's embarrassing. I, I personally feel embarrassed by that. Right? And, and look, should I? No, I, pro- I probably shouldn't, right? I, I am not, I as one person am not the agency, obviously, right? But who sets the tone, right? Who sets the tone for the organization? We've talked about this before, right? The leadership sets the tone. If the leadership is okay with sleeping through the calls, the rank and file firefighters are going to be okay with sleeping through the calls. It's that simple, my friends. The leadership sets the tone. If the leadership is lazy, the rank and file is going to be lazy. The organization is going to be lazy. This isn't rocket science. I don't need to research this. I don't need to dig deep and do stats and numbers and phone a friend. If the leadership is lazy, more than likely, the organization is going to be lazy. Right? So for me personally, when I roll, when the call goes off and I roll over and I look at that, I am responding. If I don't see another member of the team, another officer up on that, I am responding yet, I'm getting up. I'm getting up. Now, with 100% transparency, there's times where, again, speaking personally, I'm just beat. I don't want to go at 2 o'clock in the morning for that AFA that, that AFA that I just went to at 10 o'clock at the same residence. So, sure, are there times where I'll rule over, I'll look at the I'm responding, and I see that there's crew members responding, an assistant chief is responding, a junior officer is responding, and I'll roll over and go back to bed because I know that call is well covered? Absolutely. I'm talking about the times that I roll over and I look at it and I don't see the people. Maybe I see a chauffeur, maybe I see a couple firefighters, but I don't see an officer responding, right? I don't see a chief, I don't see a captain, I don't see a lieutenant. That motivates me personally to get the hell out of bed. And, and for the simple fact of I'm embarrassed by that resound. And, and I don't care what, you can plot me in any organization, all right? Plot me in a different organization tomorrow and I would be just as embarrassed by that reset. And look, it, maybe everybody doesn't feel that way. And that's fine. Like, again, this, this, is an, this is an open discussion podcast. It always is. I value your feedback on these topics, and I love to hear your feedback on these topics. Um, my hope is that I'll get feedback from some of you, which will open my eyes to maybe a different way of looking at something. And that you'll listen to this and be like, you know, he, he's right. 
it is it is kind of embarrassing. Like we've got the people. Why are why are we resounding for an activated fire alarm? Why is the neighboring department coming into our district? My friends, how does that look to the public? Please tell me that. How does it look to the public when you can't get your apparatus out the door? Millions of dollars of apparatus could be sitting in your fire station. I don't know. All right. At least hundreds of thousand dollars of apparatus is sitting in your firehouse. How does it look to the people you serve if they see a piece of apparatus from the neighboring district answering your calls in your fire district? And when they ask why, they say, oh, nobody got up last night. They didn't respond to the call. Same thing applies for EMS, my friends. And you know, we, look, we tapped on that a few we, we talked on that a few weeks ago, right? When we had Brandon on the show, right? You're sending out donation letters asking people to donate to your cause, asking people to donate to your organization. Big sign out front, members needed, blah, 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 right? And you're not responding your apparatus to your community's emergencies, but you're asking them for money to support your agency. Oh my God, please. Please. I know we're volunteers. I know we can't be 100%, 100% of the time. I know it doesn't work that way, right? I'm sensitive to that. I know that that's the truth. But what are your percentages? Does this happen frequently? If it's happening frequently, why is it happening frequently? Okay. What do you need to do to motivate your membership to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and respond to that activated fire alarm when they don't want to? Maybe it is that simple thank you that I talked about a few weeks ago. Maybe they don't feel appreciated. All right. Could be as simple as that. You know, when was the last time you said, hey, guys, thanks for coming out. I really appreciate you coming to this call tonight. And they might look at you like you have seven heads or they might say, you're welcome, chief. No problem. So that is today's message for you. I hope you find it um, valuable. Um, I'd, I'd love your feedback on it. I'd love to hear what you think. I'd love to hear if the same thing motivates you. You know, if if knowing that the, the clock is counting down to that resound or you've heard your 911 center say twice, 911 XYZ chief or apparatus, and you're like, oh, shit, I better get to the car. You know, I better, I better get this call in so they don't retone or they don't call the neighboring department. Right. That's a motivator for me. And uh, maybe you'll look at things a little di- differently. My friends, thanks for tuning in. As always, I appreciate it. Um, It is Friday. It is a mutual aid episode. Uh, Where are we here? We're July 24th. Where the hell is the time going? Um, I I, I don't know. We're we're into August next week. This is just bizarre. We've got some good things coming up for the next couple episodes. Uh, Keep tuning in. Keep sharing your experiences. Uh, Keep Uh, messaging with your thoughts on the episodes, your ideas for episodes. I love every single message and I appreciate every single message. On social media, at Professional Volunteer, via email, ProfessionalVFF, that's ProfessionalVFF at gmail.com. On the web, ProfessionalVolunteerFirefighter.com. And make sure you're checking out our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. We're on a mission to get to 100 subscribers and we're very close. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
My friends, don't forget a paycheck does not make you a professional. How you approach the job does. Stay healthy, stay safe, and until next time, talk to you soon.